Hey everybody, on this episode of the MacGyver After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 10, Pliers. In this episode, Mac and Bowser find out that going back home is not all it's cracked up to be. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, look at that. We've yep. embraced the current. We're going with change. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do like the new theme song, the little uh, change on it, but I wish it was longer. Now, but they only got so many min- minutes of screen time yeah, they get used to the episode, so. And no great uh, hair shot in there. No. 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 Hey, everybody, welcome to the After Buzz MacGyver After Show right here. We're breaking down season one, episode 10, Pliers. Uh, Mike and I are yes. back together. Yes. Back in action. After a little uh, holiday Thanksgiving break, the show is back. We kicked weird. off the holidays during that couple weeks gone. That's right. It's been, yeah, it's been a whirlwind. There you go, but the show is back. And so are we. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Marin. You can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. I'm Mike Kalinowski. Follow me at Mike Kalinowski. Oh, look at that. Very simple. So, uh, you know, it's been a few weeks. What was nice is like this series pretty much ran every single week up until it just before was. Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually, I'm, I'm curious why they did the break then. Because it's usually they do the winter finale, but I could be wrong. I think we only got one more, right? I think so. To the winter finale. So that was weird. Unless I think this might have been one of those, like, where they had uh, gotten the first half of the season order, but they weren't sure if they were getting the second half, and then they finally get the full season. They're like, oh, we're not ready to go. So let's space out our last couple episodes to get us to... The mid-season finale. Yeah, well, I think that's probably what happened. Looks like yeah. Next uh, next week we've got uh, episode eleven, and then episode twelve will be airing uh, January sixth. So, oh uh, man, that's a big break. Yeah, that's the holidays. There you go. I mean, you know, even MacGyver needs some, needs some time. I'm to... curious if next week's going to be a holiday episode, a holiday themed. I didn't watch the 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 preview. Did, did you not. see it? I, oh. I stopped before the previews because uh, you know I wanted to race here to, to talk all about it with you. I hope we get. Uh, oh. I love holiday episodes. Every every show usually does them. Um, but I hope we get a little holiday theme. Yeah, and let's see what Mac does. Maybe maybe he's got some unique uh, lighting and stuff he does with Christmas for this house. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Turns make snow out of um, Windex and uh, chewing paper. That's true. Chewing, <laughs> chewing <laughs> gum. Chewing paper. You know what I mm. meant. Chewing paper. Chew- I love chewing that paper, man. Uh, well, this uh, speaking of the holidays, uh, usually for holidays people go home, and this episode's a lot about going home. It, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I think I say that a lot. It's interesting. But I feel that there is a stock trope of if you've got a you know an action-adventure show like this or any show um, per se, they have certain ones that they always do. There's always a – I always feel there's a prison episode or some kind of prison break. And I always feel there is a – the main hero goes home and gets embroiled in something. Yes. I'm going to make a couple predictions based on this. I think there's going to be an episode where a member, not the lead, not MacGyver, but one of his team, a some former, maybe a flame, a boyfriend, girlfriend, or a colleague is in trouble. That person has to go, and then either Mac has to help them or something like that. So I'm thinking like Riley mm. and her past life of crime you know, some boyfriend or something's going to come back and need help with one last score. She'll get embroiled in that, and then Mac will have to come save them. Oh, and then Bozer's going to be like, what? Yeah. what are you doing? What's my girlfriend doing? So I think that there's interesting. They always have a couple episodes like that. There's, <laughs> there's always the trapped in a one location, which we have with the embassy episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's a stock trope of, you know, and, and audiences expect some of these things kind of, they know that they're familiar, so I think writers have those in their, their back pocket stable. Uh, when they need to write certain episodes, so 
Yeah, this one, uh, watching it, uh, I couldn't help but just think of uh, Dukes of Hazard a lot. Because the really? show does film down in Atlanta. Uh, and I just kept oh! that, even though I just Wait thought... <laughs> I, just, I, 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 I just talk about like Hazard County. Just I, uh, you know, I just thought about like, man, I just feel like Hazard uh, trying to elude the police and stuff. Just felt very Dukes of Hazard. I feel very stupid now because uh, Frank and I were just talking before the show. We had uh, on Twitter they'd mentioned what we should use, which I thought remembered it incorrectly as we should use the A Team theme. It was the Dukes of Hazard theme that they mentioned, ah. and now it makes sense. <laughs> we were sitting there, it's like, why did they want us to use the A Team theme? I was like, did I don't did I miss it. No, it's we but it blew was Dukes it. of Hazard. You said it. You're right. We blew it. But now Sorry. it all makes sense. Coo coo coo. Roscoe Pico trade. You should have had like two guys sitting in a car. Yes, and looked similar to those guys. <laughs> Just when they passed by, when they when that one cop. You know, and they're trying to get away from right. the cops. It should have been, you know... Flash, we gotta go get him. Gotta get him. Go, go, go. <laughs> well, we started this episode in mid-chase. We see... Uh, that's... Oh, there we go. Thank you, Zach. There you go. Good old boys. Getting in trouble from the mall. The bone. Yeah. Uh, so these guys haven't been in trouble with the law because they work for the law, and they're, in fact, running from the uh, the cops at the beginning well, of the episode. Yeah, it's interesting because we're so used to seeing them mid-mission that uh, this is kind of, oh, what's going on here? But again, played back later in the episode. It kind of worked together. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, certainly this is a very much very uh, a typical way of getting in, uh, starting an episode where you kind of just leap into the action and then cut back. Right. Some amount of time previously to yeah. kind of lead up to that point. I like that. Do you like that trope? I do. I, I like because we've seen it a couple different ways. A couple different episodes. One where it's just a mission by itself that has nothing to do with the uh, coming story, or then sometimes like this where they kind of goes back. Um, it's a, you know you always want to know. I like when they do it in movies because you're like they're stuck in that situation. Like how do they get to that point? But movies are different because you know it's not going to be. You know it's going to be part of the plot, whereas a TV show, you know, you're not sure is this pertain to what's coming or is this just them with another mission? Yeah, so you don't know. Now, how much of what you saw Mac doing to the car to give it a little boost? Would you want to try if you were trying to get away with him? The cops, uh, I'll try it all. I'll try it all. first the whole with the but he made the bomb to yeah. make the hood fall off, and yep. then he I don't what was he pouring down? Like he ripped the the air filter out. I saw that. And he just poured something down there. Yeah, it, it was like it looked like a bottle of like rubbing alcohol. I think so. Because they're talking about more wind, and go faster. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Uh, I think it could work. I don't. Know. No, that's true. So uh, as they're in mid escape from this cop pursuing, then we cut back eight hours previously to see what led up to this moment, and we see them back at uh, Mac and Bozer's hometown. Yeah. Uh, and all right, for you, I, they, they they've rented a vehicle for this, right? Uh, a sweet green minivan. Yep. Uh, what is your etiquette in the car? What's your car etiquette? I mean, and, as far as what? Because like, Jack was very much like, "Hey, don't put you know, watch where you're putting drinks at. What, keep your feet off see, certain things." It's like it's not your car, bud. It's a rental. Okay, but how about for your personal car? Oh, well, <laughs> I remember I got my very first car that I had bought myself, and I was driving my best friend and I up to college because he was my roommate. And uh, we're driving up, you know, together, and he we go to the gas station, and he comes out of the the convenience store, with arms full of snacks and stuff. I'm like, "What are you doing, dude?" He's like, "I gotta have my snacks. It's a seven hour drive." I was like, "You're not eating Cheetos in my new car." It's kind of <laughs> like in Bad Boys, you know. It's like because you drop a French fry down there, and you put your hand yeah. up there, and it comes up like this. You can't <laughs> you can't be doing that, man. No, I don't. But now I don't care. My car's older, so 
you know. You do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put your feet up on the dash. Okay. That's a safety thing. That airbag goes off. You're going to be wearing your your foot in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, What about driving? Letting somebody else drive your car. You're like, no, this is my baby. Nobody else well, touches it well, but me. Well, I drive stick shift, so no one's driving my car in Los Angeles. Ah, okay. They look at that thing like it's, a, you know, they're like, what is that thing? <laughs> uh, it's, it's an outdated concept is driving stick. But uh, I'm not I'm not a car guy, to be honest. I'm not, I, I, don't have, I don't look out for great cars. I don't, like, I'm not one of those guys that go on my baby. Yeah. I like a nice car, but it's, it's not, I don't know. It's not for me. How about you? Get you. Uh, no, I, I don't have, I mean, I'm not a car guy either, and I don't really have it. Because I know, like, my, my stepdad always had rules about, you know, <laughs> uh, like, he, we could use his car, but we couldn't use my mom's car. Okay. If, uh, when we were learning to drive. It was, like, a lot, of, a lot of rules and stipulations on stuff. It does, though, definitely seem like a Dalton thing to have rules about a car. Even yes. though it's not his. He seems like a rules guy. So it, I fit with him. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you don't know, yeah, well, the music that we're playing, we got to listen to the right music. Uh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Who, who gets to call music? In my car? Yes. Uh, driver or, or passenger? Oh. Doesn't matter to me. I'm really, I'm, I'm an easygoing Look guy. Look at you. Michael and Leska just laid back I'm and relaxed on that car. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, the reason they're back there, though, is that MacGyver's going to go. They're heading back to their old high school. Yep. Uh, they get a fa- meet one of their uh, old teachers there, uh, Arthur Erickson, played by good old John Hurd. And to see him pop up, and I, I don't know what I was looking for in the episode, but I knew he was going to be in the episode. I don't know. I was looking at the cast list for something, and I knew he was going to be in it. Uh, it was interesting to see because I've been watching him the past couple weeks on Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, you know? I, I feel like more often than not, when you see John Hurd pop up, mm-hmm. he's going to have a heel turn. And it was interesting in this episode. Nope. He's just a straight-ahead ah, yeah, teacher. Yeah, he's kind of like, God, what was he in? Oh my gosh, he was shirtless in it for something. He was a oh. politician with was it Julia Roberts, like the Pelican Brief or something, where he had a oh, heel okay. turn in. Yeah, he had one of those. Um, but I always liked that guy. He's always seemed like a affable fella. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that guy. No, like, and it's nice that he and uh, Mac have a different connection. I mean, that was somebody that saw promise. Right, yes. In MacGyver yeah, at a yeah. young age, uh, especially given Mac's uh, situation back there, it's like he feels. Uh, as he talks about it later, there's like this nice moment between him and Jack where they talked about like how coming home, uh, he feels guilty for being here because uh, yeah. coming home, even though he has all these great memories, it's right. also where he lost his mom. And so he feels that was, guilty yeah. having feeling joy in a place where such so tra- so tragedy happened to the him. The writers always write great little scenes with two of them, those two guys. I really like that stuff. Yeah. And those are definitely, of all the characters on that show, those are the relationships that are building really nicely as, as the seasons are progressing. Now, for you going back, is there a teacher that if you were to go back, you'd be oh, like, man. oh, man, this guy really? Well, my high school drama teacher, Mr. Goodwin, uh, but he lives in California now. Uh, oh, nice. I've not met up with him. Um, and I don't believe he's teaching anymore, but he was an instrumental kind of in pushing me and, and acting-wise in, in high school. Uh, but there's always a couple teachers that I'd want to see. There was Mrs. Friedman, who was my ninth grade science teacher, who I had a crush on. Ah. She had this curly blonde hair <laughs> with these glasses. Oh, my gosh. God, I remember her, Mrs. Friedman. Oh, hello. Go back and see how, how that's going. <laughs> <laughs> Probably married with seven kids. and Maybe she's been waiting for you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for Mike to turn legal, and then I'm uh, ready to go. Uh, for me, it was Mr. Tomac. Uh, Tomac. Mr. Tomac. Mr. Tomac. That's a good name. He was a science teacher, but he'd also let us do video projects as well, too. So he'd let us shoot, like, uh, short films and stuff as well. It was so it's such a loose interpretation of science. <laughs> but it was it was great. I, I loved it. I had a video teacher. His name was Mr. Romance. I'm not making that up. No. Yep. And the ladies <laughs> loved him. 
Hello. the romance. <laughs> I believe he got in trouble though eventually with the liaisons with the students. So, well, yeah, yeah. with a name like that, I feel like I, you, so I'm saying he lived up to it. It was yeah. kind of like you, you know, can't help it. It's almost kind of like a villain when you're named some certain name. You're destined to be a villain when you grow up. That's true. With his name like that, a teacher, Mr. Romance, and he's a good looking fella too. So, <laughs> I don't know for predetermined in life with certain things, but uh, I, it's always weird going back to high school. I don't, I don't know. Everything yeah. seems kind of smaller, smaller, and, yes. and you look at people and you're like, "What did I look like that?" It's like, so was this high school he was going back to, right? Uh, well, I guess I, 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 or like grade were, school, grade school. Yeah, yeah. This was, that was weird because I, I, at first, when you think you're going back, I, yeah, I mean, I guess, and it seemed high school, but then I was like, thought the kids is like, "Oh no, there's no way," because Max's young. Yeah, but it, they did kind of give a time frame. They did say. 14 years I think was a time I served but I, and I was thinking high school when I was watching it that makes sense it made him like 20 32 or something but I think he's late 20s in this show so great maybe middle school would have been yeah 5, 6, 7 yeah grade. I, I'd be 8th grade seems like an 8th grade kind of yeah because so 8th grade he's probably 13 so yeah. 28 yeah. 27, 28 yeah okay uh, so of course uh, he and uh, Bowser are legendary though for uh, an incident hijinks. that happens. Yes, hijinks and an incident that uh, turned a lot of people in the school against them. <laughs> but we don't know what it is yet. No, don't know a lot of it. Yeah. So he, as uh, Mr. Erickson as keen to remind was like you know, a lot of people still remember that incident. Oh, well, we don't talk about. No, we don't talk about. We don't talk about the incident. Uh, but MacGyver's there to uh, go and talk to the class. Yeah, yeah kind of pay it forward, so to speak. Go in there, and the class. there's always that moment there where you feel like you know the kids when they're going to be talked to about science, all they want to see is like something blow up. And when yeah. Mac is sitting there just kind of talking, you're like, uh, just get to the good stuff. You know, it's interesting. Uh, as much as Mac likes to talk, because he does talk every episode in uh, whether he's you know to the audience with his everything, he gets a little gun shy in front of the crowd. He uh, did. That I was, uh, I, I expected him to be a little more loquacious, but. No, he was a little gun shy. Well, they did a good job of painting that room of kids, and they are all just like. <laughs> the one kid, I, 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 there was one extra, and I don't even know if he meant to. He's just like, <laughs> like he leans back and started sleeping. I was like, well, he's probably a long day on set for that kid. He's just like, <laughs> I like to think that he uh, that was just him tapping in. He was just like, man, I, I'm going to make a strong character choice. Uh, in this he, moment. <laughs> he goes, watch this. I'm going to get my 15 seconds here. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, but as he's looking out there to the sea of students, he does make one connection with a young student, Valerie. Yeah. Uh, and they have a nice little exchange there about uh, uh, a principal there. And uh, you know, I think like any teacher, if you could look out to a sea of students and make uh, that connection with somebody who's kind of responding and asking you and is engaged, yeah. that's that's why I think as anybody that's trying to teach, you those are the moments you yearn that for. That was never me in class. <laughs> that was never me. I never engaged. They said Mrs. Mrs. You were the guy uh, that was like. Mrs. Friedman. I guess Mrs. Friedman. <laughs> Science class, front and center, I was. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm a yes, terrible I, science student. Terrible. But <laughs> I did try and pay attention. I read all the assignments. I read, all, I read them all. I read them all. I did all my homework. <laughs> uh, so they have, they have that discussion, but then, of course, it cuts to, like, wait, guys, I know I'm talking way too long about this stuff. Who wants to see something blow up? I want to see something blow up, guys. Am I, am I right? Yeah. Go nuts, yeah. Uh, and then we have Bozer. Now, of course, we've talked about Bozer. I mean, yeah. last couple episodes, he's been kind of integrated of sorts. He's learned Mac, Mac Jack, and Riley's secret. Yep. Find out about the Phoenix Foundation has become kind of a member of that, uh, and and we were speculating about like, well, how's he going to fit in with the right. team? And this is a little atypical because they're on like a leave, so to speak, a little yeah. vacation time. But uh, he is there the entire episode yeah. and plays a little integral role with the team. How did you like him being there for the entire episode? I I thought it was great. I I don't know why Riley or Dalton had to be there. That those are the two. I mean, you need to because they're part of the team and and it, it kind of facilitates 
it doesn't facilitate what they would need, but I think it would have been a stronger choice. It was just Mac and Bozer because then when things start getting out of hand, whether it's the driving stuff or physical stuff, then it's it puts them in that, oh, this is uh, – I don't have my, my – my muscle's not here. I, That's how do we true. Do this? It would have been different. I mean – they're actors and they're part of the show and you've got to include them in every episode. I think um, Thornton was kind of shoehorned out, but with due reason, she should have been that. Like, that was a great way they handled her, but... But yeah, you do bring up a good point. That would have might have been a different story, especially given the way that their relationship was kind of strained for a little bit when, when Bozer found yeah. out the deal. To have an episode where it's just the two of them back in their old holding town. I, I think that would have... Yeah, I think it would have added a little more tension because it's like he wouldn't have had that guy that's always there backing him up and, and it would have been the two of those guys because that makes sense... For them two to go back to school together, yeah, or I mean, even a Riley, you could have gotten in there somehow. But Dalton easily could have been written out to be on a mission or something. Yeah, I mean, certainly Riley. I, I think you could easily have left Riley out. But I mean, I guess the, this kind of goes to show you they've become more than just colleagues; they've yeah. become friends as yeah. well. There you go. So it's hey. like, hey, we're and we're the only ones. I guess they're the only three other people in the world that kind of can really understand and relate. You can just talk. You don't have to worry about right. censoring yeah. yourself. You know how how it is with us. You know nobody else could do the McAver after show. No one. You know just, just only the two of us can understand. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> no one understands what we go through to bring this to you, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, then, as uh, Mac is talking to uh, Mr. Erickson, though, after class, right? He they start talking a little bit about Valerie, and uh, they say like, you know, Mr. Erickson likes to uh, keep the class open after school to let anybody else wants to come in or just work on stuff, give them that little free time there. That and, sounds like a hazard. That sounds like a, li- a school liability. Oh, man, but wait a second. Why did the school seem empty? Because I think it was after hours. No, even before that. I don't remember there being kids anywhere else. It was just a one, it was a one classroom school. I mean, I know the reason why on a behind-the-scenes-wise. Yes. It costs a ton of money, and kids have certain hours they can only work, and this and that. I get that, but it just did seem like, couldn't they have had a couple extras walking up and down the halls? It just, it very much felt like one class, no one else. You know, but again, that doesn't affect the story. That's just me looking at things through a different eye. It was the incident, Mike. It was the incident. Oh, they don't want everyone heard he was coming back. They're like, we're out. (laughs) Nope. But I guess that's the thing when you walk through school halls. In one way, you want to see like somebody walking through, like maybe like with the bathroom pass or something like that. But the other one's like, I guess like you know, when school's in session, those hallways are supposed to be just deserted. Yeah. Then you feel like a rebel when you're walking out there when everybody else is in class. You're like, oh, look at me, check me out. Uh, but uh, uh, we have some uh, some thugs show up to Mr. Erickson's class, and they want the girl. I knew one of the thugs. You did. But it was, I, I, again, because it shoots in Atlanta, a lot of my friends that live in Florida that I've worked with are stunt performers. His name is Paul O'Connor. He Which was the blonde. Thug. Ah, blonde thug. Yeah, he was up there, and he came back later in the episode. So I was like, oh, look at Paul up there. Was uh, He was the one that uh, attacked Mac from behind, right, I th- in that scene? He was the first one we see come in the room. Oh, He's got okay. blondish kind of wavy hair. Nice. Yeah, Paul look O'Connor, nice guy. Very cool. Real nice guy. Did uh, did you uh, shoot him a little text after you saw him in the episode? I don't have his phone number. We're on, I believe we're Facebook friends. Gotcha. Yeah. That's about it. All right. Mike's going to Facebook him right now as we do this. <laughs> Why don't I do that right now? <laughs> have him get on Facebook I Live and so talk to us. Show. Yeah, Again, just because it shoots in Atlanta and all my Florida friends and stunt guys mm-hmm. on that show. Mike is connected, everybody. Hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, but I do like Mike saying, hey, you, I know what you think. Like, you know, the odds are bad. There's only two of them, and there's me in a science lab. Yeah. And it's like, I guess that's one place you don't want to fight McIver in. No. He's in a science he's lab. He's kind of like, yeah, that's his element. Yeah. And he does he does good. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, until the guy, you know, whips out a taser at the last second. <laughs> you know, and, you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? 
Yeah, I mean, but I what I did like it was a nice combination of using his brains and picking up the book, using the liquid nitrogen, but then also just the, and a little fisticuffs with the one guy that had the knife. Yeah, so he's able to do a little. Uh, little he's learning. Yeah, but uh, he's not. He's not in Jack Dalton territory. No, he's not. But he can still do enough to kind of you know in a pinch can kind of hold his own. Yeah. Uh, but they end up, end up abducting Valerie, and uh, like, what? What's the deal here? We got to find out why is this girl been abducted? Yeah. And the whole time that they also hence were, the episode begins technically. That's right. Uh, they they go down and uh, find out where the first the, the main thing is like if something happens to that uh, a daughter you want to talk right. to the father yeah you'd like to yeah and they do <laughs> and they do which is weird because I was like at first when they come knocking on his door and they're like uh, we want to talk to you about your daughter and I was just like this is awkward but then it makes sense because the dad knew that she was abducted Man, they, and uh, Jeremy Leonard or Le- Jeremy London I know <sighs> at first I'm watching him I'm like. God, that guy looks really familiar. I was like, no way is the guy from Mallrats. No way. You know, when I was scrolling through IMDb, I was like, oh, it is him. That facial hair was not, that was unfortunate. I think they went with that. Oof. Well, that, was a, I, that was a rough. I, well, he's in the South. He had that kind of like, you know, guy, kind of guy from this. You definitely, he's not an, he's not an urban fellow. He's a rural fellow. Yeah, but there's, I don't think anybody could look at that. It doesn't matter where you live. Look in the mirror. That beard is not great. No. That's like that is like a lot of wispiness kind of like just flat, floating around. Some your people face. can't grow like look at you, you got like a five o'clock shadow going on. It's looking fantastic on you. But that that this is I, but I, I think well, this you, is you're one of the guys that can go. grow it. I can go this far. If I get let it go a little further, I get a good one too. After yeah. a couple of days it looks good. But I can go about a week and then after that it's like mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I piss I cross that tipping point. But some like, of those guys like him, he probably gets that wispiness going, doesn't But he he looked like a fellow that like he looked good for the role because he's kind of like disheveled kind of oh yeah living out in the boonies out there <laughs> with his uh rally car trophies That's right. yeah we do find out he's a former rally car racer right uh yeah and then uh his wife ended up uh passed away in town and uh you know you make ends meet yeah he's, you gotta make ends meet right yeah it's tough it's tough how do you you gotta raise a daughter uh, yeah. especially a smart one that uh, you want to try to do goodbye so you gotta want to be able to afford her the best yeah uh and so you gotta do what you need to do to do that but of course he's saying i'm not in on it uh, I'm right. just scared. I'm scared. I'm waiting for somebody to get in touch with me. Let yeah. me know what I need to do. Dalton smells trouble. I, I buy it. I, what, did, what did he say? Doesn't did he say? He said. So he said he had some kind of weird word where he described the trouble. Max like what? He's like yeah, no, it doesn't seem right. Yeah. <laughs> and I do like Max' way of like doing uh, like a long distance inter- uh, long distance surveillance is to uh, take. That was, that's something I would say probably would not work. I, it seemed really far-fetched to me. Yeah, he took, like, the, what is it, the lighting thing? Because the solar receiver and the laser he was shooting. Yeah. The thing to do back to the thing, to, with the thing. And that he could shoot that at the window of where, at the house, and yeah. be able to pick up the vibrations of talking happening in there. And, and then it would bounce back, and it, it could be. And he ripped open the stereo on the, now, I would not be okay with that on anyone's car. Yeah. You want to rip the damn thing out? No, I mean, and you know, poor Jack. Like anytime he puts his money involved in something, something that he owns or at least is paid for right. is destroyed in the course of the episode. You know, yeah, he lost his phone in that one episode. Yep. Um, you would always think I never buy the insurance waiver when I have a rental car. If they did, though, they would have been in good hands. I, but I think if you're with MacGyver, absolutely get uh, insurance is a must. Absolutely, everything. Yes, I would everything collision. I ever owned. Yes, I want collision. I want property damage. Please, I buy clothes at the Gap. I want damage. insurance. <laughs> Do I have clothing insurance for this? I just want to know. I'm hanging out with MacGyver. Uh, food insurance. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I, I want to get the soda replaced if I have to because I'm hanging out with MacGyver. Uh, but they're able to find out, like, all right, well, it seems like he knows a little bit more than what he's talking about. Yeah. Even though he's kind of scared. Right. 
but they kind of they, they suss out eventually that oh man he's uh, he's in on it yeah he does have the he does know this what the score is uh, so the, yeah then they have to uh, uh, and the meantime we also intercut with uh, Bozer. Uh, he's kind of uh, he's been taking Jack and Riley around, kind of uh, telling them about the old stories. Yes, uh, Max. Max, and he's looking at his locker. <laughs> yeah, looking at his locker, uh, trying to get back into school after they dropped off Mr. Erickson at the hospital to make sure he's fine. He's, he gets, okay, he's okay though. He got clocked, got button hooked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but like the, the way that he used to, he and Mac used to get into school after hours. The tree that they used to climb is cut, so they have to figure out another way in. Riley, of course, just picks a lock. <laughs> I hate seeing that in movies. I hate seeing that lockpicking thing technique in movies. I oh, think the, it, the two? Yeah, uh, and it opens. You don't think it does? I it, think it, I mean, I've seen videos where they show what you've got to do. It's like lifting up the tumblers yeah. and then sliding it to do it. And then you got to twist it, right? Don't I, you? Well, I've never done it. I, but I just, I, every, it's in every movie, every TV show that needs to do it, it's, they can do it. And just like, we just accept it. True. I, I know there's always like there's surveillance stores in some cities. I'm sure we've got one here where you can go in and you can buy like you know like the the door the locks and you can buy a lock pick set and you can just practice oh. on a lock, try to oh. learn how to turn the tumblers and stuff. A friend of mine had that down in Florida when I was oh. living down there for a little bit. Yeah, and that I, was cool. You have those guns. It's like a gun. You stick it in there and you crank the handle and it does it. Like oh yeah, yeah. and then you can just kind of turn it around. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, no, I, I digress there for a second. No, we're just gonna pick. So, well, next episode we'll just grab a bunch of locks and we'll just <laughs> pick them as we're, we're learning how to pick them as we talk. I did it. I picked it. Well, look at me. Uh, but no, it was this seems so quick and easy, right? In anything you see, why TV would show they have or done film? That in the first place? Like like in that episode, I was like, why did she? Why is she letting Bozer do his thing? Well, just get over here and do this. Just to let him hang a little bit. Okay, I guess that have was, some fun with him. Yeah, right. and certainly this episode, he goes a few times and just uh, refers to her as his girlfriend, and she does not correct him. She has a reaction, but she never yeah says whoa 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 hey there pump the brakes there champ yeah pump the brakes <laughs> still I still, she still doesn't give him his digits as far oh, as we know has no. not that has not happened yet. Um, uh, but she does is able to get the computer there. Uh, yes. The old, you know, really, you know, behind the times computer right. uh, is able to pull up security cam footage, sees the cars parked out in front, able yep. to get a partial license partial plate. plate. Yes. Uh, and uh, because they're not sure they can get any kind of connection to the DMV with this computer, Bozer does the next best thing because you're living in your old home. You're in your own hometown. Yeah. Reach out to the people you know that still live there. And one happens to be in law enforcement, and he reaches out to him, and he gets the information. The bully. Yes. The bully. <laughs> Oh man! So they get the information on that guy. Yep. Uh, while they also figure out, like, hey, wait a minute, uh, the dad's in on it. Uh, we need to f- get a hold of him as well. Uh, he just is bolting out of the residence in his souped-up little <laughs> car. Mac does the old then the tailpipe. Don't have a banana, so they stuck the old. Is that like a rag with a stick or something? Yeah, I did like that when they pull up to that scene and he's about to take off again. He uh, Mac, you just see him running. He just grabs a stick off the ground. I'm like, what's he running that stick for? Yeah. And to see him stick the cloth right into the car, that was, that was a that's cool good. move. I don't know if that would work, but... I, I don't know. Know. Every episode, yeah. that's how we I am. Yeah. I don't know if it'll work, but <laughs> who am I to challenge it? Uh, but, he, of course, Jeremy London mad. He's like, yeah. you've just killed my daughter. Uh, what'd and you we, do? Yeah, why'd you do that? I'm dead, you know. Yeah, and we find out that after he stopped being a, a race car driver, he started uh, uh, smuggling money. We got to the point of how he's intertwined in this. Yes. And hey, you know, he had to do what he had to do. He took the skills that he had, made some money on it. So, But he reached a point where he says, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I don't want this kind of life. Uh, and so he says, I'm going to step away from it. And those guys... Uh, they said they said otherwise. Yeah, this, you know what? You're not stepping away. In no. fact, we're going to keep your daughter until you uh, realize that you know what you should be just driving for us all the time. Yeah, and uh, otherwise we'll we'll kill her. 
So uh, the car right now, MacGyver's kind of you know blown his car, so he can't yeah. get to the. He's got an hour to make it to the drop point to save his daughter. Yeah. Uh, so his car doesn't work. Max, uh, Mac and Jackie have got that sweet green minivan. The sweet green minivan. <laughs> yep. And they and already Jeremy London's like poo pooing. It's like you know you got you got to go through all this different kind of terrain, and you don't you just have a green minivan. You know, <laughs> ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, this is the one that all that seemed kind of far fetched to me. Uh, the next <laughs> scene, but Bowser, I need these these things. Yeah, do you still have access to the band room? <laughs> and he comes running out with this fandangled like it was flutes yeah. with tin foil. <laughs> like several of these he made too. I'm just kind of like. Well, yeah. Are they making antennas? Yeah, because I guess they said like you can trace radio signals, and so if mean, you can set up. Uh, okay, isn't it basically an antenna, just a bunch of metal? Rods, right? Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, so, it's uh, able well enough that they can track all the police radios in yeah. the vicinity, so that way uh, Riley can keep uh, Jack out of the way of the cops. That way they can go as fast as they can to make it in an Which hour I like. That's that pretty cool. Until you come across the one cop that didn't have his radio on. Didn't have his radio on. And that leads us to the point that we started the episode Roscoe Pico train. Yes. Roscoe Pico train. He doesn't keep a radio on. He wanted to keep... He He's wanted, talking to Flash. That's right. You got to keep that radio off. He didn't want to disturb his sleep if need be. Uh, but that, of course, that <laughs> cop then starts chasing them, and that leads us to where we started the episode. Yes. Uh, so we have to blow the hood, uh, soup up the car with the al- rubbing alcohol, take away from the uh, accelerator I, from the cop. Yeah. I yeah. guess, I don't know how if they would be fast enough to get away from a cop car, but it needs to happen in the episode, so yeah. let us do it. Uh, and I do like when they get to the rendezvous point, yep. Mac gets out early. And I like that he just kind of looks around in the minivan and he yep. just grabs like a can of like compressed air. I think that's what he did. Or like a tire pressure. Well, it was, uh, it looked like the, the it was, fi- it was fix the, the flat. Fix a flat. Yeah. Uh, that he just looks around and, goes, and I do, Jack says, yo, what, uh, what are you going to use that for? I don't know. Just he, do, wanted, he wanted to be prepared. Yeah. And just, you never know. I'm, I just saw this around here. This could be good for something. Yeah. I will just keep this with me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, uh, Jack puzzled me. I like Jack being a little badass at this moment. We're yeah, just gonna, it's like, uh, I'm not the guy you wanted, but uh, here's your money. Yeah. Come get it. Yeah. Come and get it. Come and get it. This is a green minivan. I did not ask for this van. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I for. I love that. He's, he's always about his ego, too. Yes. <laughs> and Max got the point where it's like uh, trained guys like Jack are from Delta Force. Yeah. They are used to uh, still reacting or not reacting under loud noises. Right. But many other people don't have that sort of they training. Get the, they get that. Yeah. yeah. So when they flinch... That's a perfect time for Jack to attack. He would know. He would move in for the kill. Yeah. So or, Mac uh, gets a fix-it flat, puts it, uh, uh, it next to one of the tires. Now that seems cars. like it would work. Yeah. Like you, because always says don't over inflate your tires, and now he's filling it actually with a, com- a chemical. So mm-hmm. I think it reaches a limit and blows the tire. They cool. get that distracted. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Mac gets Valerie away from the thugs. Yep. Because the thugs have also decided, hey, you know what? Uh, it doesn't matter that uh, uh, Jeremy London's not here. Yeah. Or just tell him we're going to hold on to his daughter, and he's we, he's ours. He's going to keep driving until we tell him that we, until we use him up, basically. Th- that doesn't seem very sound plan. I don't think any of those guys know how to take care of a little girl. You know, Very true. Because they've got to keep her alive. Yeah. Got to keep her in good health. The dad's not going to... It's one thing for, like, you know, seven those, hours. Those guys are not thinking long term. No. I'm just saying that right now. Not at all. Uh, but Jack uh, lays down a little butt whipping, yeah. and uh, Mac gets Valerie away. And this is the other part of the episode that I liked is that yeah. Mac takes her to his uh, his uh, laboratory, treehouse, to the lab, a treehouse that he built that back really when he was cool. a kid. I like that. That was kind of cool to see a little bit of early Mac in action. It was it was very cool, and I, I don't remember if in the old show we ever got stuff like this, like to his early childhood. Did, that for Mac was really cool. Did he ever? Did he ever visit his hometown in the early? early I think he did. I of course, because it's I a think, staple. Yeah, seven years. I think he did. Yeah, um, but it was cool. It was, you would expect that exactly seems 
in character for Mac to have something like that. His own little kind of science lab. Yeah, especially when it's you feel like... Cave. Yeah, because when you hear the story of some of what Bowser was saying, that he'd get picked on a lot until Bowser kind of helped him yeah. step in with this and kind of changed the dynamic. Yeah. But yeah, you'd want to have... If you have, like, you know, just a brain full of knowledge or just curiosity, you need some place to kind of go to yeah. kind of think. I, I picture, I'm trying to picture Bowser in, when they're age sticking up for Mac. I think he'd be kind of more like the con man, like the... Using his mouth to get out of the situation. Like the Axel Foley kind of deal. Yeah. He wasn't going to be doing any kind of fighting for him, I don't think, because he's not the fighter either. But yeah. it's an interesting dynamic with those guys. Just kind of yeah, throwing a little little water on his forehead and then carrying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he keeps uh, keeps uh, Valerie up there and says, I, I'm going to go take care of these guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack's able to get away, but uh, they also know that they're in pursuit. And this car, this minivan, has been—it's—it's <laughs> it's been beat up. To, it's not going anywhere. No. Uh, but then I, it seems like uh, Jack or Mac has the idea of like rigging the money up with very similar something similar that. But the science experiment. We saw that in the beginning of the episode, so he's doing it again. And I've seen that happen. Um, and I meant to say it earlier in the ep- today. Uh, that thing I've seen that done. There's usually on Facebook they'll pop up. It's like five minute science experiments, and that is a. I've seen that a lot where they put the liquids together and it shoots up because of the funnel and it explodes. Not explodes, but forms a chemical reaction. So that is definitely doable, I would think. It looks know. cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so he does that and to such an extent that it ends up uh, filling up not only the cash bags, but the entire car, the car. It was good. with the drivers in yeah. there. Uh, and it keeps them uh, distracted and held in long enough for the authorities to get there. Yeah. Those are brought in the reinforcements. Their old high school... or. Grade school compadre, the bully. Ma- yes, and we learned that you know the, the, the bully that Bozer popped and broke his nose ended up uh, being suspended for ten weeks. Yeah, uh, and that's Mac came over every single day and helped him with his homework, and that's how their friendship formed. But uh, for such a an event like man, like Bozer, uh, Bozer seems to get away for this fine. Like Donnie doesn't really seem to have anything against Bozer, no. but Mac is there. And once Jack loops off a little to him, he rests everybody. He's a guy. I don't care. But at the same time, he's a good cop. Because here you got Is these gun, you got these gun runners or whoever they were, drug runners with all this money. The cop doesn't know who's what's what. You know, it's like I don't know a situation like that. You got to arrest everyone. I think he jumped way too quickly into like because I felt like that was just too much old high school or grade school animosity. Like you I know think what? he's playing the part. He's like, oh, you you, you remember those times you mouthed off to me? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little fun. I know you're not going to jail. I know nothing's gonna happen. You're not gonna get a record for this. But you're gonna spend you're gonna be sitting in the slammer for a couple hours while I get this sorted out. Now, he's got his hands in the bells. Like we're gonna we're going down to the station. We're gonna sort this out. Ugh, that's a guy no that's- lip. Oh. Frank, I bring, I bust you down to the station for that lift you got going on right now. I was like, come on, do you think we're old buddies right now? I'm bringing you down to the station. <laughs> you're abusing your authority. You're gonna like a little bit of time in the clink. You're a public servant. I pay your salary. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's it. Get, that's the one that gets me get thrown. Next shot is you with the handcuffs on. <laughs> I pay in the car. your salary. Uh, uh, so they everything uh, is fine. But, and yeah, but then the next scene, they're walking out of the police station. And like Thornton comes into town, clears everything up, yeah. and says, "Hey, guess what? Next time something like this happens, Calls. don't try to hide hide it from me. Just yeah. let me know." And by the way, Jack, you're also paying for this minivan. We're not covering for it. Uh, yeah, it's like, salary. I'm not. <laughs> but then he like was like with that SUV, that whole bit. I was like, that was weird. I'm like, that, that one was yeah. I was like, okay, all right, it's a rental sure. car. All right, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, that was weird. And then the episode ends where we have got Mac passing on the lab. Yeah. To and I like that. Yes. That was a nice little bit. I like the picture of the two of them, and I love the hey, if you or your dad ever need anything, here's my number. That's very. Cool. I like that. Uh, and just like the three promises, like one, you come here often. Yeah. And then uh, two, uh, you know, forgive your dad. 
because uh, you know he's hurting too. And then three, if you ever need help, just give us yeah, a shout. Really cool. So uh, I you I just liked. It, even if they didn't have like any kind of life threatening emergency, right. it would be cool to at least have some kind of touchstone where maybe she, you know, was able to come to the think tank or something like that. Just you know, I don't know, bring some, her back. At yeah, some point. just some kind of. It was kind of cool to see Mac just like kind of interacting with a younger version of him potentially. Yeah, yeah absolutely true. Yeah, uh, it was interesting because this was again standalone. We didn't get any to the ongoing threat. You know, but we don't need to. Not every episode needs to have that. No, and I just, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily need that, but I but I do like those ones that we talked about before, that you just get Jack and Mac in a car or wherever they're just talking about some kind of issue between the two of them. Uh, and now, okay, the episode is over. It just seemed, this seemed uh, a slight step back from the episode we had last time uh, as far as, I'm trying to think, what was the very last one we saw? It wasn't Embassy, was it, or was it Embassy? It was. The Embassy Breakout? Yeah. Yeah. Everything came together for that episode, I think. Very true. So this one seemed, you know, a step backward for me as far as liking them. But I also know behind the scenes, it's it's you have X amount of dollars, you know, per season. And some episodes you blow more money on and then you've got to skimp on other episodes. That always happens, you know. And, and this definitely you could see the episode before the embassy. That was a lot of money. Yeah, you know, a lot of guns and explosions and stunts, and this, like I said, that was there was no extras anywhere. So it's and it felt a, a not cheaper. That's not a that's a bad word to use, um, but it just felt scaled back compared to the other ones. But I I get that with television it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, I guess because we still have not seen really what the show looks like with Bozer kind of incorporated because okay, yeah, he's part of the Phoenix Foundation Foundation, but we haven't seen him in that role yet in an episode. Yeah. So we've had this kind of like, you know, family, this kind of heading home road trip. But now the next episode, when we can kind of see what's it like when they actually are on a mission and how much Bozer is actually incorporated into it. Absolutely. Uh, So as we come here to the wrap, I guess we can do like a a rapid little fire prediction to uh, close us out here. Do you have any any special thoughts you want to share? Well, I think since the the next one will be our winter finale, technically. That's right. So I think something big will happen. Um, I don't think Murdoch's coming back. Yeah. his ex will be something with her. Yes, I would agree I, with you I, on I that. think something is going to happen that will leave us on a cliffhanger. And I don't know what because we haven't – we've only been getting the little kernels of everything. So I think maybe the reveal of the, what the, what that organization is. Yeah. That yeah. actually that that actually be a good call to kind of find out by the last shot of this this winter finale to see like these are the 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 main a, uh, antagonists of the uh, whatever this other time to make our move. Yes, yeah, no, we we've waited long enough. We've got to you know we got to go. Yeah. I, I I don't know. It'll set up the conflict and again because this could have been this coming up could have been the end. They weren't they didn't know if they were going to have more episodes. So then when they were finally greenlit for a full season, you know that could have changed what this finale could have been because this could have been a season finale and it could have been a show That's finale true. yeah um, but I don't know so we'll see Ooh. they they got their approval early on I think was it September they did, yeah they're one of the earliest shows to get so that so I think this episode probably that we're going to be seeing next week was not even in production yet so yeah they get a chance to kind of plant some seeds yeah, for the remainder yeah. of the so season so I think I think we're going to be in for a good season uh, mid-season finale I hope mm, alright hopefully and I hope a holiday episode I hope that would be great oh, come on let's do it yes I hope be, so I like those that. are expensive episodes because you got to do the decorations and everything so it, it just adds up it's the budget or you just shoot it at Mike's place 
Yes, they could. (laughs) Uh, Folks, that's going to do it for us here on the MacGyver After Show. But, of course, you can always like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat, sharing your thoughts about the episode and series in general. If you want to continue the conversation with us even after this show's over, Mike, where can they find you? They can find me at Mike Kalinowski on Twitter. I'm at DC Movie News here at the Popcorn Talk Network as well as the DC Character Corner. I just uh, shot the Collider's uh, Schmodown movie trivia. I had my episode aired. Ah. I want to tell you if I won or not. You can check that out over on uh, Collider on YouTube. I hear you were uh, post-game uh, interviews with Emma Fife. They were. Yes, they oh, were. Yes, they that. were. Very nice. So yeah, make sure to check that out. And you can check me out on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Folks, we'll see you here next week for the winter finale of MacGyver right here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.